you know what, from Julian, I'm going to get this job <laughs> that's going to pay me half a million dollars. It, mm-hmm. you know, that, that may happen. It, it may not. You just have to let it play out. But the thing you focus on is what you can control, which is your participation in professional networking. Hello, and welcome to the PyBytes podcast, where we talk about Python, career, and mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Julian Sequeira. And I am Bob Beldebos. If you're looking to improve your Python, your career, and learn the mindset for success, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. It is another PyBytes podcast episode. This is Bob Beldebos. I'm here with... Julian, how's it going? Good, man. New week, new opportunities. It's Monday. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm a bit wet. It's uh, pouring rain over here again. So uh, the weather's pretty miserable, but I'm feeling good. It's good to be back on and, and working away. Uh, but en- enough of the idle chit-chat. What's uh, what's happening today? Well, very excitingly, we have Jason Wadier with us here on the show. <gasps> hey, Jason. How's it going, fellas? Good to have you. Good, good. So everyone, just uh, before Jason introduces himself, I just have to say, uh, if you are not a fan of the Pie Bites podcast, it's Jason's fault. Uh, If you are a fan, it's Jason's fault because it was way back when Jason, longtime friend of uh, Bob and myself, uh, said to us, you know, you guys should should start a podcast one day. And uh, I always attribute him to planting that seed and uh, uh, encouraging us, Jason, to push through that imposter syndrome. Oh, my God, so that's thank true. You. Thanks, mm. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you. Golden tip. Of course. I remember it was it was casually discarded at the time. Like, who wants to listen <laughs> to, you know, Bob and me talk, you know, ramble. And, uh, that is you know, true. Well, Lo and behold, that some of the the best like podcasts is just kind of the uh, you know getting the spontaneity, spontaneity and interaction between you know friends and people that know each other. Love it, man. Well, thank you for that. So, all right, so I'm going to stop yapping. Why don't you introduce yourself for everyone and uh, help everyone get to know you a bit better? All right. As you guys introduce, I'm Jason. I work right now in a role that um, utilizes uh, data and a lot of um, data processing technology in sort of a, a blended role that's a utilizing uh, technology in a business context. Right now, I work at a, a fintech company that focuses on deploying um, technology and automation processes to to banks of various sizes, targeting smaller to medium, uh, smaller uh, financial institutions, as well as some enterprise banks, and trying to bring uh, various techno- technology solutions, such as digital banking, um, analytics dashboards, et cetera, to, um, to banks. And prior to that, I started off having more of a, a pure focus in accounting coming out of school. I think my beginning similar to Bob in that respect. So mm. start off in accounting, which is a, a great career and a good a good foundation for understanding how to how to digest uh, financial information that companies disclose publicly. But pretty pretty early on, I just it just wasn't. I I knew accounting alone wasn't going to be my jam, so to speak. So I was trying to find just um, 
different different avenues and different um, spins on it in order to get kind of more overall career gratification and overall you know just more more engagement in in my day to day work and um, that's where while while working at an accounting firm i evolved into a kind of a, a blended role of still working on similar types of projects but usually um data and uh, technology or working working with data and technology to um kind of have a more um more interesting um you know <laughs> version of the accounting soup so to speak <laughs> so, so your your passion for tech i like that and I think an important part of kind of making these career transitions from something that was pure accounting to something that was a little bit of accounting and a little bit of technology to something that is now technology outside of an accounting context, uh, networking and working and uh, leveraging my relationships was a big part of each of those transitions. And I think that's one of our subjects of, of the week. It is. You <laughs> called out the Beautiful. magic word, networking. We wanted to kind of pick your brain today a little bit on that. So, well, you, you've shown that networking has been crucial in your career, but on a general level, why is networking important? So I think networking has many different benefits. I think starting with things that are are purely job or ancillary to to um sussing out jobs or finding new jobs there's two to three main benefits one is you get more i think authentic intake um or insight in terms of a company culture or what just basically what it's like to work at a company. I think just purely going through external sources or working through recruiters or even just the hiring managers, you may get the rosy version of what it's like to work somewhere <laughs> versus just the more complete picture. Not necessarily yeah. that every job out there is going to be, well, this is, you know, it's a nightmare once you get inside, but it's, it's <laughs> usually not every situation however good it looks on the outside is perfect everything's got yeah. sports or caveats so i think you get you get a better if you get a better inside take on what it's like to work somewhere mm-hmm. second is that i think you have a better chance of getting your resume or your application considered that doesn't mean you'd necessarily always get the interview and certainly doesn't mean that you get the offer, but it means you have at least a, a second look, a third look, just a, a more, um, you know, higher, higher chance of getting considered. And that can be the difference in just, you know, having a better chance of getting a, an opportunity is when there's a sea of people that mm. are applying for a position if somebody sends a note to recruiters saying, hey, take a look at Jason or take a look at, you know, Bob or Julian or take a look at whomever, like that's that's going to definitely nudge up your chances. Then. Mm, that's a really good point. And what was number three? Number three is <laughs> if you get the job, having somebody that's already working at a company is a huge onboarding accelerator. That's the person you don't need to worry about you know, sounding like you don't know what you're doing or that's the person you can go to for all those 
questions that seem like they're simple, like how do I submit expense reports or like, how, like what's the best way to go about asking questions? You know, things you can still ask the team that you're coming into um, and that your, your coworkers, your manager, but I mean, those early days, it can, you can, I think generally you're more timid about kind of asking mm. things that may seem like quote unquote, stupid questions to your, the people within your direct fear, sphere. And, you'll be more um, more comfortable uh, asking somebody that you know. I'll, I'll give an example of that. One of my earliest career transitions was going from working at a large accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, to another large accounting firm in New York City. After about a year into accounting, I knew it was go- not going to be a part of my long-term trajectory. And I was almost kind of trying to look at opportunities outside of accounting. There's someone I went to to college with who worked at this the firm I went to ultimately go to in New York City that said, hey, I know you're trying to leave accounting in the dust, but give this opportunity a chance. I looked at it and said, hey, you know, it's worth checking out because it's living in New York City you know, when I'm in my you know mid twenties and, you know, why not YOLO? And, <laughs> and I, I ended up getting that, that job and that opportunity. And when I started, she was, this, this person was such a, a big help introducing me to people. Uh, but also mm. again, giving me that sort of, you know, it's five 30 and I'm looking around and I was like, do I have to st- stick around the office just to keep up appearances. And so you're like, you know, if you don't have anything, you know, go home. Those, those sort of kind of unspoken, mm. you know, rules, I think are cultural things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, you know, much like it's the, the flip side of reason number one or two, where we said, Hey, it's, it's a better way of getting the inside scoop of what it's like to work for a company. Well, once you start, you kind of get, you know, the, extended benefit of, Hey, what are, what are just the kind of unspoken, but understood rules or different you know practices here? Mm. Now this is great. So just, just to summarize those three points. So you've got the first one, one of the first benefits, there's plenty of benefits, obviously to networking, but one of the first from your perspective is, you know, it gives you insight into the culture, into what it's like, you know, that, that sort of stuff. The second one is it can give you a leg up um, and it to, be blunt, an advantage in the hiring process. And um, three, and this is my favorite of them, is that it gives you an extra set of um, hands, eyes, ears, contacts, whatever, inside the company if you do happen to get the job. And um, to what you're saying about that, that's actually, to me, one of my favorite things to experience and uh, to also be that networking contact for someone else coming in. Because there's both sides, that person who's coming in, they want to know more and you, it's kind of like bringing a friend in or whatever. But the <clears throat> key point of, that I, I do want to emphasize here is that it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. You don't network to get the outcome tomorrow, right? You, you network because one, you, you have a genuine interest in it, in my opinion, um, but in your case, right, you're talking about that friend from um, university. Like that's a that's a long relationship to nurture, and not that you were best friends, keeping in touch every three three days sorts of thing, you know. But 
it paid off in the long run. Yeah, and no, I think to just to piggyback off that that a couple of things you said. One, this is more of a habit or more mm. of a kind of a general practice that you try to to nurture or give time to. And then two, it doesn't this you know, kind of just it, putting it into some sort of balanced context. This is not something that you wake up like the first thing you think about is how, how am I going to grow my network? It's just something <laughs> to kind of like big picture strategically think about like, okay, how, like um, that th- it's something generally good to do. And much like, you know, uh, when trying to make future predictions about which stocks are going to go up and down, you don't know. I think you guys have said this about relationships. You don't know what is going to pay off when, Mm. Um, so it's just a, a good thing to try to place your quote unquote bets, you know, bro- as broadly speaking, as you can, you know, reasonably manage. And this individual, I, 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 I don't even know how, how much I contacted her or we kept in touch, uh, you know, prior to, you know, me just saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm on the way out or whatnot, but it's just something like, even if you generally keep in touch once or twice a year and and for some relationship you may not even need to keep in touch that that much um but so it's it's one not something that you have to kind of you know dedicate really a tremendous amount of time to but you do have to it's it's something where you have to do a work ahead of the time before the benefit mm-hmm. kicks in yep. it's not something where you can say, well, you know what? I want to go to want to work for this fang company, and I I want to I want to grow a friend by my interview tomorrow. It's it just doesn't work that way. Much yeah. Your professional network is much like your regular friend network. You don't know who's going to be your best friend, who's going to kind of wax and wane, who's you, who you're going to lose touch with, who might be a surprise person that comes out of nowhere. It's like, you know, I spent more time with you know Bob or Susie and they're a great hang now. I think the flip side is that you don't, is you don't have to put like all the pressure on individual relationships to work out. And much like anything in life, the more, sometimes the more we try to control something or mm. expect a benefit, like I'm going to spend time with this person from this big banker, this, this big tech company, and it's going to work out. The key thing you have to focus on is participation mm-hmm. and know that generally speaking, the results and benefits do come later, but you can't go into it saying, you know what, from Julian, I'm going to get this job. <laughs> that's going to pay me half a million dollars. It, mm-hmm. you know, that, that may happen. It, it may not. You just have to let it play out. But the thing you focus on is what you can control, which is, your participation in professional networking. Oh man. It's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it also so- evolves organically, naturally, right? It's, you don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think some, I, there was a recent episode where you guys talked about how just to that point, you, you don't, the, the, I think Bob, you were saying in episode 71 or 73 about how you had, when you relocated to Spain, that's exact, bro. <laughs> again, you don't, but you you don't know at the time. Through, I mean, if we knew that w- what was going to happen in four or five years because we do X, that I mean, that's just an impossible construct. So, you know, for that reason, 
um, again, pr- participation. And most of this comes like organically. I, there's mm. very few, I think, people that I professionally network or just let's just call it like kind of have adult friendship, so to speak, that I don't enjoy engaging with them. Now you engage with different people on different levels. Sometimes it's just kind of a message on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, And then in in other contexts, it can be more kind of informal, something, you know, kind of like a, like a friendship, but again, Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be kind of, um, many different flavors, many different points of the spectrum in terms of, you know, um, engaging with people, but it, there's, I, I can't think of too many contexts where it's been like, you know what, I, this person is really good for my career, but I really hate chatting them up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, for me, it took, it took about 10 years for me to get used to Bob to the point where I think so. Well, yeah, about- I know. <laughs> It's a valuable relationship. Um, But before I ask you the last question, Jason, I I just want to point out. I have a question as well. Wait for me, buddy. You You use the H word, or the if if for the Americans listening, the H word habit. Make it a habit. That that's my my favorite thing that you said. As you know, the participation piece is that just make it a habit. Make it you know put it into your day to day maybe to have a coffee chat every week with someone to um, maybe say yes to every third social event. If, if you happen to be someone that's not into that stuff um, and just really try and make it a habit. That's my, um, my favorite takeaway. So I love that. All right, Bob, go and ask what we're going to ask. Did you ask your question? No. Oh, you did. You go. Uh, <laughs> now I was wondering like um, in the outreach, like where, where most of your networking starts is that, through existing contacts, I mean, obviously conferences, but do you do a lot on social media in that sense? I do some on social media. I think perhaps less. So that kind of gets into another H word, how. So I think there's a a few different arenas. Uh, One of them is some type of um, in-person, in-person situation, either in internal, like internal to your company, like internal trainings are a great place to network. Uh, yeah, Meetups are another situation, but I, I, I don't have as much practice to go, but that's just another, you know, uh, kind of like-minded people getting together in, uh, you know, a virtual or, you know, same physical location. Conferences are great. Um, there has been some like outreach that I've done on LinkedIn or Twitter I think you generally speaking get less um, less return or less efficacy on those. But on the flip side, it, it doesn't take a hotel and travel to to reach out to somebody. So hmm. it's it's kind of a, a, a low cost thing. Um, but the you know in, in person, if it's available, or just you know uh, whatever sort of kind of conferences are 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 great kind of um, venues to, to, to do professional networking. And I think the, the other part of the, this is kind of the where component, you know, where do you do networking? (laughs) Another aspect is how, and I think it's been so long since the early days of me networking, especially networking outside of my 
my company sphere, like the people that I work with or that work at my company, which are kind of easier, you know, networking, quote unquote, you know, targets. But mm. um, in terms of just like general approach styles, I think for the most part, if you walk up to someone, um, if they're like a content creator, it's it's easy to say, hey, I, you're, I really like what you do. Um, or if it's somebody that's not a content creator, you just kind of, hey, that person works at a company or an industry that I'm, I'm interested in venturing into, just approaching someone again, either in person or you know, via email, social media and saying, I'm interested in X and I'd like to learn more. There's very mm. few like, I've, I've noticed people are generally responsive to that. Nobody's going to be like, you know what you're, you, you want to listen to me, talk about what I do. Now bucker off. Most people are generally responsive to that. <laughs> now notice yep. what I'm not saying. I'm not saying, Hey, can you, re you're not approaching someone saying, Hey, can you review my code? Or can you put like a, uh, put in a good word, put in a referral. You don't go in asking for favors at the initial onset of, mm of the relationship it that's something i that a relationship can grow into over time but it's definitely not a way to to start a relationship because you, you almost have to view it as a sort of friendship a way to not start a friendship is going in asking for a favor you don't ask strangers generally speaking for favors and asking someone to review your code or you know more specifically put a referral or a good word for you um, application is a favor. So yep. don't start off with favors, favors and ask come later. Just start with, I'm interested in, you know, I'm interested in machine learning. I'm just getting started. I'm, I'm looking for your advice or recommendation. I, asking for either just you know, people to talk about what they do or advice or recommendations is a great kind of just, you know, Kickstarter for for initiating a connection. And then if they provide like, hey, here's a course or here's a book to read six months later or however long a month later, that's a great follow-up um, point. Like, hey, I went off and did this. Like what, and thought X, Y, and Z, what, what else would you recommend? And that just, that relationships continues to grow and nurture, you know, favors like, job recommendations may come later, but that don't go in thinking about those from the start. Yeah. Awesome. Those, <clears throat> and those are great tips for the cold, you know, like a cold outreach where you just don't really know them. Um, and then I really love that aspect of curiosity. I think we, as, as people, we just love to talk about ourselves. You know, me, me, especially, um, <laughs> you would know that Jason. <laughs> um, and Bob would years. too. And Bob knows it all too well. <laughs> too well, yeah. But you know, it's it's that honest curiosity, right? With with any sort, without asking for something, you you're asking for something, but you're asking someone to just tell you their opinion and tell you about something and share their experience and knowledge in a really harmless way, as opposed to I want you to put your butt on the line and put me in for a job or something like that. So that's such valuable advice. I really, really appreciate you sharing I that. I, I shared this quote before uh, here, but I like uh, like to mention it again. Uh, to become interesting, become interested. Ooh. We've mentioned that so many times. I love that one. That's what... 
Also, I so, think it's about giving and not taking, right? That that mentality. Um, so I do want to drop a book in here. Uh, Adam Grant, Give and Take, Why Helping Others Drives Our Success. There you go. So we'll come back in six months and um, say that the book was great, Bob, and ask you for another recommendation. <laughs> but seriously, <Yeah>. though, like <laughs> very few people do, right? So they might do the <laughs> first um, question inquiry. They get some valuable advice. How many do really follow up after six months? Not many, right? And that, that sometimes surprises me because it's it's a pretty easy thing to do, right? But mm-hmm. not many do. And that's where you really learn who's serious, right? And who's going to be, who's going to work hard. So if if I was to recommend someone to come and work, you know, on my team or someone, like that's my reputation on the line. So I want to know that this is someone who's going to say, perhaps take my advice, who's going to at least follow up and give me some meaningful feedback on it and, and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, Jace, this, this is um, really, really valuable uh, intel, intel here. So I really appreciate you sharing your, Thanks so much. your story and these skills that you've developed over the years. And that's how we met, right? We met. Yes. At, I, yeah. I think just to, just to kind of put a, a bow on this discussion, mm. meeting you guys at Pi Ohio 2018, 50 years ago was <laughs> what led me to meet a certain individual at Pi Ohio in in May or June of two, I think June of 2018, Mr. Andy Knight, Automation Panda. Oh yeah. And that, the podcast individual, as well. that, yeah, that individual was pretty directly responsible for me getting my current situation. Hey. So we, Amazing. this, this relationship, you know, you and you and Bob, are kind of a direct evidence of a lot of points that we've discussed. Like one, how could I know that going to that specific conference would kind of have, you know, three or four steps later and many years later, this direct impact. Like I, I was, yeah. you know, working on a, a, a past, um, a past stop. And I was just, I think I was just kind of, honestly probably complaining about my work situation <laughs> and asking some general like hey i'm interested in you know learning more about dot not dot net andy and i think you're you work in that right you know blah blah, blah. and i think it just also just naturally came up my current you know job dissatisfaction at the time and he was like hey why don't you apply to this and lo and behold like a few months later i'm here nice. so it's um i could just to pr- provide examples because i, I think it can be very easy to kind of espouse like, yeah, it's good to eat your veggies and do, you know, pull-ups. Um, like these, these, these again are, are good, good habits, but it's, it's hard to see. It's, it's hard to get quick wins necessarily mm-hmm. or kind of see quick, um, quick results with this type of thing, but just, you know, have, try to have the patience in the long term view of this, you know, making connections and doing professional networking, it's, it's not going to pay off necessarily immediately, but often many times when you need it to, that's, um, uh, that's when having a net, when you need it to, or you want to lean on it, that's, that's when the payoff Mm. is invaluable. Yeah. So laying the groundwork. I love it. Um, and so cool to hear about this relationship with Andy. Good old Andy. I, I had no idea. This is really cool. That's a big win. I love it. All right. Well, look, 
Uh, Jason, we are out of time. So thank you so much for being here today. Uh, bef- before we conclude, I will ask the question, and hopefully this isn't putting you on the spot, but is there anything you're reading at the moment? Yes, there's something I'm sort of reading. I I definitely don't hold a candle to you and Bob in terms of, you know, going through war and peace every week. Oh, that's Bob. <laughs> that's <laughs> just anymore, Bob. But- <laughs> Too much coding. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've I've picked up recently is uh, so t- two books a, a technical book and more so just a general interest book. The technical book, Effective Pandas by Matt Harrison, mm. uh, really good. Um, I I would say it's more of a book to go to if you have kind of a a general understanding of pandas. It's maybe not because it's so dense and richly packed. It's maybe not the good first exposure to pandas, but if you've dabbled your toes, you have some basic familiarity and you're looking to level up a really good piece of business there. And then the more general interest one is a book called don't trust your gut using data to get what you really want in life. I, I would say that's probably a, a more a bit of a marketing title using data to get what you want in life. It's not like you can look at information, then, you know, manifest your reality. It's <laughs> the, the ethos of the book is more about kind of some, so it's leveraging off of the general proliferation of data about people and their habits um, that has um, the amount of data has exploded in recent decades, web people acting on the web or people, you know, being able to be tracked. And it's about kind of um, reflecting on that data in certain kind of life and social situations to challenge conventional wisdom. So, um, you know, for example, it talks about, you know, the, the impact of a zip, what's important about certain zip codes in terms of, of having a positive impact on a child's success and how it might not be, this is one example, it might not be necessarily going to the greatest school, but living in a community where there's um, good family structures and, you know, active Mm. engaged adults. So it's, it's overall picture is just, Hey, if something feels like it, you know, might not be, it it might be generally held wisdom, but it might not actually make sense in in practice, then you should probably give that more of a, uh, you know, a hard look or kind of, you know, again, trust, tr- trust alternatives or evaluate kind of uh, alternatives to, um, you know, generally held conventions. Nice. Awesome. That's cool, man. Interesting. Have to look into that. To, yeah. Definitely pick that up. Yeah. Pique my interest. Bob, what about you? Anything quick that you're reading? Uh, no, no, not too much. <laughs> As I said, oh, too much coding. It feels yeah. so good to hear you say that for once. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bob, um, we're reading uh, The Magic no, of Thinking Big. Yeah. No, stop. Yeah, I'll stop. No, not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you? I'm just, no, I'm just reading the, um, I got my first issue of the Harvard Business Review, HBR. So I'm really enjoying that. Like it's, it's really cool stuff. So uh, different. I'm reading a magazine, not a book. So I don't know if that counts, but it's something. It's reading. It's better than doom scrolling on Twitter. That's true. And totally. just a little bit better than the kids' books. I do enjoy the kids' books, reading to them every night. So, All right. Well, look, Jason, where can people find you? If they, if they want to reach out and learn more about networking and about what you do, how can they reach out to you? Uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm at uh, jmwatt, W-A-T-T-3 on Twitter, um, either of those avenues. Um, and, again, I'm, I'm 
more than happy to kind of, I mean, there, on networking, there's lots of like, uh, lots of aspects. I think we've hit on a few key ones. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of, um, your share any additional nuggets of information I can, or just, you know, be a sounding board for someone if they, they reach out, look at my inbox get flooded by three people. No. <laughs> I'm hoping everyone listening will reach out to you. I think it's such a valuable skill and especially these days, right? Things are pretty hairy at the moment. So very valuable. Anything might from you, Bob, up, before we call? Might wake up at 100 messages in your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Well, 99 from me just to spam you. So there you go. Um, yeah, just we'll to make me feel it. better. <laughs> I'm, 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 it's, it's like uh, this would be like kind of waiting on the response on, you know, like a, a job application. Like, have they sent, have they sent something? And I'm like, has anybody sent me an email? Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> yeah, they said we'll reach out to you, right? <laughs> We'll send you something. Yeah, exactly. You sure said you will. followed up in a few days. Anyway. <laughs> uh, cool. There yeah, you we'll go. Take action, everyone listening. Take action and message Jason and, and uh, you know, learn some more go. about networking. Put it in practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jason. Really uh, valuable insights. Really enjoyed catching up. And, uh, yeah, hope to have you back uh, sometime soon. Awesome. Would, be, would love that. Good chatting with you, mates. Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. You take care. And everyone, thank you for listening as always. And uh, we'll be back next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more from us, go to PyBite slash friends. That is pybit.es slash friends and receive a free gift just for being a friend of the show. And to join our thriving Slack community of Python programmers, go to pybytes slash community. That's pybit.es forward slash community. We hope to see you there and catch you in the next episode.